From Hollywood, California, the makers of Old Gold Cigarettes present the Comedy Theater. The only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's story, the universal picture success, Appointment for Love, starring Paul Henry and Virginia Bruce. And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For tonight, we chose that merry, sophisticated comedy of life among the literati, Appointment for Love. And uh, I'm exceptionally happy this evening because I honestly feel that we have had an unusual success in the casting of our two stars. And I'm sure that you will agree when I say that to play the role of Andre Cassiel, the noted playwright, we are fortunate indeed to have Paul Henry. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Harold. I certainly hope that I'll be able to fulfill your high expectations. I'm sure that you will, Paul. You know, our sponsors are very happy to have you here, too, because in the pictures Now Voyager and Casablanca, Whenever you were with a beautiful woman, you always put two cigarettes in your mouth and lighted them. Yes, Harold, but unfortunately I can't do that anymore. Oh, difficulty uh, getting cigarettes? No, no, difficult to get beautiful women. <laughs> well, your shortage of beautiful women is over. Because tonight, for the role of Dr. Alexander, we've chosen the beautiful and charming Virginia Bruce. Harold, do you really mean that? Why, of course. I read everything that's in the script. <laughs> Seriously, Harold. Paul Henry is one of my favorite actors. And may I say that Virginia Bruce is one of my favorite actresses? <laughs> the Mutual Admiration Society, having concluded the minutes of the meeting, I uh, move we now go to the business on hand. Namely, our play tonight, Appointment for Love. As our story opens, the curtain has just come down on a new play, and the audience... Thank you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, your wonderful and spontaneous reception to the opening of my play tonight makes me very... Uh, uh, makes me very... Oh, good heavens, someone's fainted. Will someone please see if there is a doctor in the house? A girl in the second row has just fainted. If you'll step aside, please. Excuse me. Pardon me. Is she in your party, sir? Oh, I know. She seems to be alone. Will you please stand back, everybody? She needs air. Usher, is there a doctor in the house? Hmm. Did, did somebody call a doctor? We'll have a doctor here in a minute, my dear. Don't worry. You'll be all right. Here, let me lift you. Lift me? What are you doing? Where are you taking me? You'll feel much better outside. I certainly will. Mr. Cassiel, there's a Dr. Alexander in C-208. Thanks, Osha. Get the doctor at once. Dr. Alexander? Dr. Alexander? Wait! I'm Dr. Alexander. You are who? I'm Dr. Alexander. Oh, you're much too beautiful to be a doctor. Besides, you're ill. You fainted. Don't be silly. I'm not ill and I never fainted in my life. Now, will you please put me down? But I saw you faint. You saw me fall asleep. Fall asleep? I couldn't keep my eyes open and I couldn't get out without disturbing everyone around me. When you picked me up, I didn't want to make a scene, You so... fell asleep at my play. <laughs> 
I'm afraid I did. No good, eh? Terrible. That bad? Then what am I carrying you for? You're not. You just put me on my, my feet. Good night. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank the rest of you for liking my play so much. And I'm happy to report that the illness of the young lady who fainted is quite serious. She didn't like my play. <laughs> Dr. Alexander. How about Monday night? Sorry. Dr. Alexander. Maybe Wednesday? Sorry. Dr. Alexander. Perhaps this weekend. Sorry. Dr. Alexander. Since you can't make it tomorrow, what about a week from next Thursday? I already have two perforated gallbladders scheduled for that Thursday. Three would be too many. I wish you'd stop bothering me. Stop bothering me, you madman. I'm busy. I'm not in the least bit intrigued by your animal manifestations. My practice is limited to human beings. Dr. Alexander, this is Dr. Gunther. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Dr. Uh, you see, I've been plagued by a deranged playwright who persists in calling me. You know, he... Refer him to psychiatry, Doctor. Never practice outside your own province. And now, are the Thomas charts ready? Yes, Doctor. I'll bring them up to you right away. Very well. Hello. You! Oh, but I just talked to you on the telephone, Mr. Cassiel. I phoned from your very charming waiting room. Mr. Cassiel, I'm sorry, but I'm very busy, and we're not allowed to have social calls at the hospital. But this is not a social call, Dr. Alexander. Nevertheless, I have to leave to see my chief now. Goodbye, Mr. Cassiel. Uh, but, Doctor, you're undermining my health. I didn't sleep one wink all night thinking about what you've told me. Nonsense, Mr. Cassiel. You're the worst kind of faker. You think your plays are wonderful. And now, excuse me. May I come in? Oh, Oh, Dr. Gunther, I uh, was just coming up to your office. Uh, uh, this is uh, Mr. Andre Cassiel. Oh, a new patient. How do you do, Mr. Cassiel? I've admired your work for a long time, Dr. Uh, Gunther. Dr. Gunther is our chief of staff. And now, if you'll excuse us, Mr. Cassiel... Oh, no, Doctor, no. I wouldn't want to interrupt your examination. Go right ahead. But Don't I... mind if I watch your examination of the patient, do you, Dr. Alexander? Oh, I wish you would, Dr. Gunther. But I, I think Mr. Cassiel would rather come back when he, when he has more time. Oh, no, 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 no. I might as well get it over with while I'm here and take advantage of Dr. Gunther's presence. Dr. Alexander is my assistant, Mr. Cassiel, and I like to check up on the young ones, see their methods. They sometimes can teach us old fellows a thing or two. I don't doubt that about Dr. Alexander at all. Well, all right. Take off your coat, your tie, your shirt, and undershirt, Mr. Cassiel. Uh, this is so unexpected. <laughs> what seems to be your trouble, sir? Uh, trouble? I never felt better in my life. Uh, oh, oh uh, <laughs> that is, until last night. Uh, last night, I just went to pieces. I... I think it's my heart. Heart? It's mm. probably just an occupational disease, Doctor. I have an idea he overworks it. How true. How sad. Hmm. The heart tone's not too good at that, Dr. Gunther. Wouldn't you like to listen to it? No, no, go ahead. I'm sure I'm going to feel much better after Dr. Alexander has completed the examination. Please, you'll have to stop talking. Oh, what a pity when there are so many things I could say right now. Uh, did you hear anything good, Doctor? Do you drink very much, Mr. Cassiel? Well, a little wine, a little cognac. Dr. Alexander may have to stop all that. Dr. Alexander certainly will. 
How much sleep do you average, Mr. Casillo? Uh, very little at night. Uh, quite a bit in the morning, though. Early hours are the best, aren't they, Dr. Gunther? They certainly are. Jump up and down one foot, please. I think it's just a matter of fatigue. Uh, too much work? Oh, too much play. I think a long rest in the country. Yes, a long, long rest in a warm climate. It looks like you're stuck with me as a patient, Dr. Alexander. We'll see who's stuck. <laughs> Give me your right arm. I want to take some blood for the laboratory. Hold still. I'll look in on you later, Dr. Alexander. Oh, oh, oh! Nice to have met you, Dr. Passil. Cassiel! Uh, oh! Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> from Mr. Cassiel. Disinfect them. Candy from Mr. Cassiel. Mm, have it analyzed. A perfume doll from you know who. Chloroform it. And him too. Nylons from Mr. Cassiel. Nylons? Oh, that's hitting below the belt. <laughs> I bet you knew all the time that they were going to get married, didn't you? It's pretty hard to dodge Cupid's arrows. That little guy is quite a marksman. Uh, speaking of marksmen, how's this? Reach for the sky, partner. Ain't nobody gets away from Pies and Pete. Well, I'll do what you say, but I think you've made a mistake. Pies and Pete never makes a mistake. I moseyed down the canyon on my cayuse and followed the ornery varmint I'm after. Well, I, I still say you made a mistake. Hey, that's not your line. You're supposed to say, you got me. And as for the others, they went that away. Listen, bud, I'm Bob Williams, and this is the Old Gold Comedy Theater Program. What? Ain't you the lone stranger? Of course not. Well, I'll be an ornery coyote from Chillicote. I'll be a wall-eyed Well, gal there, 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 Pies and Pete. Don't dig your spurs into your ankle. After all, why be irritated? Light on old gold. Well, I, I guess you got something there, son. <laughs> sure I have. And listen, you smokers, when you find yourself in a blind alley, why be irritated? Light on old gold. Especially today, there's nothing like the comfort and pleasure of a fine cigarette. Yep, that's true. Marty true, partner. Oh, uh, but you won't get that comfort and pleasure if your cigarette is hot, harsh, and dry. Therefore... To help prevent cigarette dryness... Old Gold's superb tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey. This helps retain the natural moisture, helps guard your smoking enjoyment. And furthermore, to produce a smoke of extra fragrance and flavor, a touch of rare imported Latakia tobacco is added to Old Gold's blend of many great tobaccos. Yes, extra flavor plus extra special protection against cigarette dryness. That's Old Gold. First chance you get, try a pack. And now back to tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater production, Appointment for Love, starring Paul Henreid and Virginia Bruce. All right, Mr. Lloyd. Yes, the doctor married her patient, and the playwright found a character more wonderful than any he'd ever written. As our story continues, they have been married for quite a long time, 45 minutes to be exact. They are on their ecstatic way up to Andre's apartment, located in the very ultra-rainy plaza. 
Your floor, Mr. Casale, 17. Well, dear, are you just going to stand here in the elevator? This is the 17th floor. Yes, I know, Andre, but we're going to uh, 22. 22? <laughs> That's right. I've got a surprise for you. But, but uh, I don't want to be surprised. Uh, this is our floor, dear, our apartment. For days now, I've been waiting just to take 22, you... please. Well, 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 okay, lady. Jane, this is the most ridiculous thing, going visiting at a time like this. Shh, darling, don't be impatient. Married only 57 minutes, and she says don't be impatient. <laughs> 22. Thank you. Come I, on, Andre. I've never heard of a thing like this. Visiting. Would you please tell me just where we are going? Of course, darling. Right here. Apartment 22B. What are you doing with those keys? Opening the door to the apartment, silly. Well, won't you come in? But, but, Jane, what is this? What are you doing with keys to, uh, to a strange apartment? You like it, darling? Of course I don't like it. You don't? And after I spent my entire lunch hour moving in. Moving in? Jane, do you mean you've rented another apartment in this building? How else could I be close to you? Uh, wait a minute. I have an apartment downstairs. That is our apartment. And on top of that, you take one on the 22nd floor? Exactly, Andre. And I'm going to live here. You see, dearest, in our case, it's necessary. Now, the way I figured it this out... This is I... nonsense. I'm married to you... And where I live, you live. But the whole thing is so simple. Don't be difficult, darling. You must think I'm simple, too. Darling, now look. You see, Andre, you know, I was going on with, with my research at the hospital, and this is one marriage I want to see work. The way this is starting to work, it will never live to collect its social security. Oh, but, darling, it will work. <laughs> look, sometimes I have to be at the hospital all hours. Sometimes I'm called out of bed at four in the morning. Sometimes I work all night and sleep during the day. You couldn't possibly fit your life into my routine. I know only one thing. When a man marries a woman, it's because he wants to be married to her. Oh, but we will be married. The only difference is that I'll be free to do my work and you yours. Now, don't you really think that's sensible? No, of course I don't. There are such things as feelings and emotions that you can't put under microscopes and or dunk into a test tube. But the important thing is to arrange our lives so that our marriage will last. Mm, I think the important thing is for our marriage to begin. And it won't begin until you come home, and home is where your husband lives. That is the law. Andre. Andre, where are you going? If you have any interest where I'm going, you can follow me. Not right now, darling. I'll be seeing you at breakfast time. <laughs> You're not being very complimentary, you know. Yawning at me that way across the breakfast table. Breakfast? You call this... this thing breakfast? What do you mean? There must be some name for a meal they serve in the middle of the night. But I'm... I'm sure it's not breakfast. Middle of the night? <laughs> it's seven o'clock. The morning's half over. It is. I've always been confused by... by bright sunlight. Jane. Yes, darling? Uh, would you do me a favor? Just one little favor. Of course, dear. Would you not eat that ham you seem to uh, relishing so? Why, dear, why not? Well, it's, well, uh, 
At this time of the night, my stomach happens to be a little squeamish, you know. <laughs> but a person should eat heartily at breakfast. Oh. Breakfast is supposed to be the substantial meal of the day. It gives you energy, vitamins. I thought you were a doctor. But you sound like a radio announcer. Sweetheart, <laughs> don't you honestly think this is a perfect arrangement? We'll have breakfast like this every morning. Every then... morning? That's a promise. Uh, at seven o'clock? Yes. It is rushing breakfast a little, but it gives me just enough time to get to the hospital by 7.30. And the mornings that you're dressed, you can walk down with me. Oh, yes, of course. It will be interesting, to say the least, walking around a, a completely deserted city all by our little selves at, uh, at 7.30 in the morning. 7.30. I'd better have some more coffee. Larry! Uh, yes, Mr. Cassie. Uh, more coffee, Larry, please. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Uh, just a minute, Larry. Uh, darling... Would you like two or three more eggs or a small steak or something? They're just creamed with vitamins. Mm, you're not being funny. And never mind the coffee. Uh, yes, madam. And don't call me madam. Uh, yes, ma... Yes, miss. I, I mean, uh, yes, uh, Mrs. Cassie. And I'm sorry I'm not dressed, Jane. We could start taking those walks together to the hospital. Well, a little fresh air wouldn't hurt you. I'll phone you when I get home. If I'm not held up, perhaps we can get together for dinner. Get together for dinner. There is a thought which will keep me buoyed up all day. <laughs> Goodbye, beloved. And I do, I do hope you have a happy day at the office with lots of gallbladders, kidney stones, ulcers. Oh, you, you. Uh, begging your pardon, uh, Mr. Cassil. Is there something wrong with my, I mean, uh, with Mrs. Cassil? I'm starting to think there is something wrong with me. Uh, yes, sir. Well, you know, sir, I recall in one of your plays there was a similar situation. There was? Oh, yes, sir, yes. You had the hero make his wife jealous. Oh, that was before I met Mrs. Cassill. Oh. You see, Larry, Mrs. Cassill doesn't believe in jealousy. She doesn't, sir? No. Oh, I didn't know that jealousy was something one believed in. I thought it was in the blood. Well, if it is, Larry, what my wife needs is a transfusion. And if I can stay awake long enough, by George, she's going to get it tonight. <laughs> Darling, I hope you don't mind, but I can't be with you tonight. Uh, some of the old gang are throwing a little private party for me, and you know those parties there, well, uh, they're not for you. Oh, that'll be fun for you. And besides, dear... Then you don't mind? Not at all. Wait a minute. No wonder you don't mind. Who's that lying on the couch? I'm uh, Michael Daly. Michael's an old, old friend. He has a strange jungle malady. I keep seeing leopard spots in front of my eyes. Lie down, Michael. Lie down, Michael. Jane, do you go around treating strange jungle maladies in your apartment? Only old friends. Uh, pull up a chair, old man. Old man. I don't like the way you say old. Jane, I demand... Let's call it a request. Now, don't be a child, Andre. Michael's an old friend who just came back from an amazing series of experiences up the Amazon. He's an ichthyologist. A wrestled man eating shocks with my own bare hands. I know you gave him the first bite. But what are you doing in my wife's apartment? Wearing her negligee. Well, uh, you know how those laundries are. He only has his necktie off, Andre. Oh, you can't expect me to stay for the night with my collar buttoned up for the whole stay time. Stay for the night! There is certainly no manpower shortage around here. <laughs> Let it go, old man, before you, I give you my boa constrictor hug. 
Shut off your breath, you know. Be still, Michael, and remember the leopard spots in front of your eyes. That's right. Shut up. If you'd only listen, I brought Michael home from the hospital only because I had to study the course of his fever, and I wanted to be able to spend a few minutes with you. A few minutes? I don't really see how she could bear more. Jane, you mean you are going to spend the night holding hands, checking the pulse of that, that stickyologist? Ichthyologist. Fish, old man, fish. I don't mind him playing around with fish, but I don't want to be the bait. Andre, why don't you go to your party? And leave you here with this uh, tracheologist? Ichthyologist, denizens of the deep, old man. Stop calling me old man. Andre, pull yourself together. You're making something out of nothing. Oh, I am, am I? Then, if it's all so innocent, I'll stay right here beside the two of you all night. You will not. Who says so? Michael's temperature would become very erratic with you two harassing each other for hours on end. My study of it would be useless. And besides, do you think I'd let you expose yourself to his leopard spots all night? And what about you? I know how to protect myself. I don't doubt it. It'd be wonderful we have them together, Jane. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Jane, this is final. I leave here now. I may never come back. And that's definite, I think. Before presenting our third act, I'd like to say that... I, you... I say it's Bob Williams. I'm sure it's Bob Williams. I'll take the $50, please. Well, I'm Bob Williams, but why should I give you $50? Because I guessed it was you. This is the old gold program, ain't it? Well, yes. Well, I guessed which is which, and I want the $50. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Well, just a second, stranger. This is the old gold comedy theater program. Now, you're thinking of our other old gold show, Which is Which? By George and by Bonds. You're right. <laughs> Gee, am I a dope. Well, I see you're taking your mistake quite calmly. Why, sure I'm taking it calmly. You know, I listen to both old gold programs, and I'm getting smart. Why get upset? No, sir. I just say to myself, why be irritated? Light an old gold. Friend, you can say that again. All right, I will. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Ah, uh, yes, smokers. When you make some little mistake, that's especially the time to enjoy an old gold. To enjoy its delightful extra flavor, its special protection from cigarette dryness. You see... Old gold, superb blend of many great tobaccos, including a touch of extra flavorful Latakia tobacco, is conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness. Yes, that's old gold. A better, keener, tastier smoke. But if you can't get a pack right off, remember, even though we're producing all the cigarettes we can without sacrificing one iota of old gold's fine quality, the men and women in our armed forces get first consideration. But we're doing our utmost to assure fair distribution of all remaining old golds. So if you had to be content with substitute brands today, be content in the thought that tomorrow, if you ask, your dealer may possibly have old golds. And now to act three of Appointment for Love, starring Paul Henry and Virginia Bruce. All right, Mr. Lloyd. The old adage that true love never runs an even course has certainly been substantiated. Michael Daly may have been a great explorer, but it was Andre who discovered a green-eyed monster called Jealousy. And so, while Jane is upstairs in apartment 22B, ministering to Michael Daly's fever, down below in apartment 17A, Andre Casile is ministering to his own fever, with an age-old remedy, cold applications. Clearly, 
More ice. Three cubes, sir? Mm. Don't you think you're hitting it a bit heavy? Uh, here, sir. Thanks, Larry. And a little toast to my wife, a promising young doctor, but who can live on promises. You are upset, aren't you, sir? Larry, I'm not only upset, I'm... Oh, oh, what's the use? She's not acting like a wife. She's not even acting like a woman. Fix me another drink, Larry. Uh, yes, sir. Only if you'll pardon my saying so, sir, I think you're giving the cure to the wrong person. Hmm? What's that again? I was only meaning to say that it might be better, sir, if you figured out something that would give Mrs. Cassil a shot. A shot, eh? Yes, sir. Such as what? Well, of course, I'm not a man to boast, sir, but it has come to my attention from time to time that the one thing an attractive woman always responds to is uh, indifference. Indifference? Yes, sir. Indifference? But that's the trouble. I'm not indifferent. Oh, but after all your years in the theater, Mr. Cassil, couldn't you pretend indifference? Well, I suppose I could, but... Uh, uh, wait a minute. Why just pretend indifference? Why not really be indifferent? Yes, Larry, you are right. You are absolutely right. I'm going upstairs and act indifferent all over the place. Jane, will you sit down? Let me do the talking. Michael, with that thermometer in your mouth, I can't understand a word you're saying. And besides, I'm not going to sit down next to you again. My interest in you at the moment is strictly professional. Now lie still and... Who's there? Never mind who's there. Just open the door and let me in. Mm -hmm. Sounds more of your husband's attempt to be taken. Andre, Andre, will you be quiet? You know I've got a patient in here. I know what you've got in there. An icky ichthyologist. Let him in, will you, Jane? He'll have everybody in the building up here. Oh, all right. Wait a moment, Andre. I'll open the door. Well? Well? Andre, for goodness sake, what do you want? Me? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. I just came up so you could see for yourself how indifferent I am. Indifferent about the entire situation. Indifferent? Hmm, I'd like to see you sometime when you're just bored. Why don't you shut up? Why don't you? Are you in the habit of breaking into ladies' apartments and creating a scene? It is not a lady's apartment. It's my wife's. Oh, that's about the only joke I've ever heard. Why, you, you... Andre, Andre, be careful. Remember, Michael has muscles like an ox. Andre! I'll ox him. I'll fix him. Get up here, you, you. Fight like a man. Why, you silly looking? Where am I? Back in your own apartment, dear. Our apartment. Mm. Our <sighs> apartment. My apartment. What happened? Don't you remember last night, dear? Throwing Michael all over my apartment after he hit you with that chair? Oh, Andre, you were wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then what happened? And then you... You seized me by main force and dragged me down to your apartment. Our apartment. Oh, Andre, it was wonderful. <laughs> it must have been. Andre, darling. Uh, something's happened. What? 
I'm starting to see leopard spots in front of my eyes. Now, this is Harold Lloyd. Paul Henreid. And Virginia Bruce. Saying goodnight to you for old gold. And I hope that you'll be with us again next Sunday when the Old Gold Comedy Theater presents My Favorite Wife, starring Joel McRae with Francis D. and Gail Patrick. See you then. Appointment for Love was presented through the courtesy of Universal Studios, producers of The Suspect. Paul Henry is now appearing in Warner Brothers' Hollywood Canteen, and Virginia Bruce in Republic's Brazil. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and gives you more smoking pleasure. And listen to Old Gold's other great new show, Which is Which, with Ken Murray as MC, Richard Himber's orchestra, and famous stars of stage, screen, and radio, or their reasonable facsimiles. Tune in Wednesday night on another network. Consult your newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Williams saying good night for Old Gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company.